can imagine the heartache of someone who has recently brought life losing their life. And uh, so many times throughout my career, I was witness to the gift of life. Uh, but to actually bring someone back to life uh, with a blood transfusion is uh, quite miraculous. Hi, I'm Bill Harper, and this is Bloodworks 101, an Anthem award-winning podcast from the Pacific Northwest's Primary Blood Center that's designed to inspire you to donate time, money, or blood. April 17th through the 23rd is National Volunteer Week, and we're marking it this year by spotlighting one of our most generous and advocacy-minded volunteers, Tiffany McDermott. Tiffany retired as an OBGYN three years ago after a long career where, as you just heard, she saw firsthand the impact a unit of blood can have on a new mother or her baby if there are complications in childbirth. As a volunteer, Tiffany is a huge advocate for our cord blood collection program, even visiting hospitals on Bloodworks' behalf to share information on the benefits of cord blood donation and the life-saving impact it can have on patients who need a stem cell transplant. She even helps train staff on the procedure too. So here's Tiffany McDermott on being a Bloodworks Northwest volunteer with a purpose and continuing to save lives even in retirement, one umbilical cord at a time. I am really quite grateful that the capstone to my medical career was um, vaccinating people because people aren't always happy going to the doctor, <laughs> but everybody was happy getting their vaccination, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, so it was this like amazing experience to be um, providing healthcare oh, yeah. you know, and everybody being um, so like joyous, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, and so then after the vaccinations sort of waned, I, um, I had, I have wanted to volunteer with Bloodworks and I'm a, I was a regular blood donor and, um, my husband is also a big time blood donor and actually my whole family is a blood donor oh. in the story of blood and the gift of life were well known to me even yeah. before I went into medicine. And when Tiffany did begin her medical career, she found a new understanding of the need for having blood at the ready like few ever do. So um, then I became an OBGYN. Yeah. And um, uh, a leading cause of death in childbirth is hemorrhage, is blood mm -hmm. loss. I mean, yeah. that is a leading cause of death in childbirth is mm -hmm. hemorrhage. Yeah. End of story. Not in other countries, actually in our country. Yep. Um, so, you know, people are like, oh, people don't die in childbirth. Like they do, actually. <laughs> yeah. And um, and if we didn't have modern health care, uh, probably like one in six women would die in childbirth. And yeah. the number one cause for that would be um, hemorrhage. But, um, you know, we have modern health care. And um, so less people hemorrhage, and then we have blood products, which is truly, truly the gift of life. And um, uh, you can imagine the heartache of mm -hmm. uh, someone who has recently brought life, uh, losing mm -hmm. their life, right? Yeah. Uh, yep. And uh, so many times throughout my career, I was witness to the gift of life. Mm -hmm. um, both uh, in childbirth, but to be honest, that's 
um, was like sort of an everyday thing. That was mm. my job. Uh, but to actually bring someone back to life mm -hmm. uh, with a blood transfusion is oh. uh, quite miraculous. Yeah. And, uh, and that's actually where you feel like you're actually doing your job as a yeah. physician. So you if you were, you're saying like you would be there for the birth of a child and then the mother would then have a hemorrhage and then, but you would be in the room while she got the transfusion to come back. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Right. That's incredible. Okay. Yeah. And like to say, Bill, like, I mean, childbirth is natural, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, there's billions of people on the planet because it works. Yeah. Right. Uh, but this is where you're like really interceding and, and really making a difference. Mm -hmm. So there's that, which always had me very motivated uh, to be involved with blood works. And then there's, what's in the cord blood. And you know that uh, we grow a baby from a placenta mm -hmm. and, and there are cells in your placenta. I mean, the cells that begin to grow a human, they're called uh, totipotential or all potential cells, right? Because I mean, mm -hmm. when you start, you're a one cell organism, right? Yep. And that one cell can become everything. And then yep. that one cell gives rise to a variety of other cells, but yep. also these cells that are stem cells. And so there are stem cells in cord blood. Mm -hmm. And what's, for the most part, um, we uh, could be giving people, um, like I said, when you give someone a blood transfusion at the time of a postpartum hemorrhage, you're giving them the gift of life, right? Mm -hmm. But with a stem cell transplant, when you give someone a stem cell transplant, you're you're giving someone like a second chance. They've had this horrible exposure to a bloodborne illness, mm -hmm. and you're giving them a redo. You're giving them a reboot. Yeah. And. Um, and um, I'm passionate because for the most part, this is a product that we're not taking full advantage of this gift of this miraculous thing that is created. Yeah. We're not getting full benefit um, from stem cells. And, and, and then in the next place is that uh, people of color yeah. Uh, and uh, BIPOC populations um, can really benefit from stem cells because they're the, because their match on bone marrow is so low because yeah. most bone marrow uh, donors are not people of color. And yeah. so the probability of someone, but all of these people of color are having children mm -hmm. and, and all of these BIPOC people and as we mix, especially here in Seattle, like everybody mixes, like it's the yeah. greatest thing mm -hmm. um, that we can get this stem cell and we don't have to be as specific and we can get the stem cell from these people, of course. So yeah, being a former OBGYN, I have unique entree into the world of that hospital, of that delivery room, of those people. And I can talk to my colleagues 
um, one-on-one. Now, of course, what's been super frustrating, Bill, is the pandemic, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, of course. Um, and I think, actually, if I could put a plug in for volunteer week, if you can honor the the stress of being a volunteer mm-hmm. in, in a pandemic because or being a person, because the last thing we want to do is especially like bloodworks is get someone's ill, right? Or or overstress somebody. And the medical care provider uh environment, it was it's stressed to the max and and yeah. and just burnt out to the max. And so um you know there's a component of being a volunteer that it's a it's a it's a two-way street mm-hmm. like i am volunteering but you are actually giving me something like yeah. and um and and the medical community is maxed out and yep. and to ask for something from the medical community is um to me unconscionable mm-hmm. so um and and defeats the purpose, yeah. right? I mean, my purpose is like my purpose is um, the gift of life. And yeah. so when someone is like overtaxed to be yeah. like, "Hey, can you harvest this gift of life, please?" Yeah. And they're like, right. Yeah. So walk mm-hmm. in that. So what I would ask of you, or what I would task you with, is honoring. Um, volunteers capacities to endure this pandemic Mm -hmm. and maintain their um, commitment to being a volunteer and not being a burden. And, and that, and that line of like, um, right. I mean, so, um, so, uh, so that's kind of like my story. And Basically, what I do for Bloodworks is I'm just like a walking ad campaign for yeah. for cord blood donation, um, yeah, and you yeah. too, as well are like yeah. a walking ad campaign for um, bone marrow. Um, yeah. So so yeah. Yeah. I mean, everything, yeah. Everything you just said. I mean, I yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100. Um, you know, like I I don't know if, I don't know if I mentioned it or not, but I got I had leukemia in 2010, and I got a stem cell transplant unrelated. Um, 10 out of 10 perfect match from Oklahoma City, which is great. But then I kind of started to learn more. And then I was in grad school down in Oregon. And I met a woman who had a son who was four years old with severe plastic anemia and he's mixed race. And I never met the kid. Like he, his mom was living down in Eugene and he was up at Door Becker in Portland. And she had all these like parties and things and social media stuff to find someone to come, you know, join the match. Be someone for him didn't work out and he died. And it's like, when that happened, I said, I want to do everything that I possibly can to fix this. And cord blood is one of the answers. And I mean, thank you for all of that, that story. I mean, your dedication yeah. is incredible. And I, you know, I, I think there's so much room for growth and it really takes someone who has experience in, in this kind of thing to really go to these places and say, Hey, I know you're pushed to the limit and you can't handle this, but you've got to realize like this one thing. And it's just, you know, it's a little bit more, it's more work, it's more stress, it's more everything, but this could be the difference between someone living and dying. Right. And for sure that, that absolutely. I mean, your story is like, it's hard not to be, yeah, uh, to feel for that kid mm-hmm. um, and to realize that, um, you know, we're throwing away his, yeah. his, yep. his life because, 
we have the capacity to just collect. If we all do this, you know, people are like, well, I want to privately bank. And I, I'm, you know, and perhaps it's because I'm the product of like public school. You know, I went to mm -hmm. public school and I went to public uh, university yeah. for my um, medical school. And, mm -hmm. but if we all hold hands and donate our cord blood, then there'll be something there for you yeah. when your time yeah. comes. Yep. And, um, and it's uh, it's not a it's not a selfless act. It can be a selfish act if we're if we're all doing it. Then there will all be there will be plenty of ten out of ten matches. Like if we all just do it, especially at Bloodworks Northwest. You know we're the mm -hmm. only cord blood um, bank in uh, the Pacific Northwest. And like yeah. my dream would be like that we get that after we get more. Right? Yeah. There's no reason. Like we gotta like yeah. have one at OHSU and yeah. have one in Alaska and have one yeah. in Hawaii. And um Yeah. I'm so I was so happy to hear that you're working with the Bloodworks bio people. I mean it's just I mean, I had no idea that we had such a you know, an advocate like to your level, Tiffany. I mean, this is amazing to see this. Yeah, right. Well, you know, there's so much. Like like I said, what for us with the pandemic, there's that. Sure. Then yeah. there's then there's fear, right? Mm -hmm. And like childbirth and fear um, appropriately mm -hmm. walk hand in hand. Because like when I said earlier in this conversation, like one in six women used to die in childbirth. So that historical fear yeah. is appropriate, yep. right? And then the fear of the medical community mm -hmm. for women yeah. is also appropriate, Henrietta Lacks. Yeah, so, yeah. So, so there's a lot of like gentle walking, but the mm -hmm. more we tell stories like, yeah. like yours and mm -hmm. like this child, the more we tell these stories of like, it was painless mm -hmm. for me to donate my cord blood. And now there's a five-year-old who's yeah. doesn't have aplastic anemia. Well, that about does it for this episode of Bloodworks 101. I'm Bill Harper. Thank you for listening, and please remember to subscribe. If you're interested in becoming a volunteer at Bloodworks Northwest, please visit bloodworksnw.org volunteer and tell us a bit about your background. We can find an opportunity that's a perfect fit just for you. Lastly, please go to bloodworksnw.org donate and make an appointment to donate blood today. We'll see you next time.